Hello everyone, we are here. We are ready to go. We're going to bring you some good news from the Word of God today. And we're so thankful that you're listening. You are listening to 1590 on the AM dial, incredible WARV. Also 92.7, you can get them in both locations. Try them both. Also, we're coming your way on Facebook, New Hope Radio, Facebook. And uh, WARV, they're streaming too. Life-changing radio. So listen, there's no excuse. People can't say, oh, you know, I didn't know where to get the Word of God. You get it right here. So we're glad that you tuned in today. I'll tell you what. You know what we have for you today? Encouraging words for discouraging times. That's what we have. It's going to be right in time, right on time, right now. Exactly what you need from the Word of God to get you through this virus crisis. You know, we are being tested. And I think the things that come into our lives that kind of offset us, you know, they, they, they knock us off kilter, so to speak. You know, they get us out of our routine and we're really creating new routines right now, aren't we? And uh, these are opportunities, you know, they're, they're times to grow. Don't waste a crisis. Use it to grow. Somehow, some way, you can grow through these things. And you know what God has done? In His Word, He gave us a gift. He gave us a gift to help us to grow, to encourage us, to stabilize us, to give us hope. So I'm going to give you nine scriptures today. You might want to write these down. Nine scriptures that if you embrace them, and if you believe them, they will help carry you. They will carry you through. God's Word is a gift to all of us. And we need to unwrap the gift. And we need to utilize it the best we can. So thank you for joining me. And um, this is also going to be a podcast today. And you can go back to the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or on our website at newhopecc.tv and share it. Maybe there are people that you know that need some encouraging words for discouraging times. So let's get right at it. Here we go. Number one, do you know that God invites us to himself during difficult times? Know what he says? Come over here. Psalm 9 verse 9, the Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. What's a stronghold? Oh, it's a place of safety. And you know what, you know what he wants to protect? Your soul your mind. If you don't protect your mind, you got nothing going for you. The mind, it's true. It's a terrible thing to waste. Remember that egg? God is a stronghold for the oppressed. We're being oppressed in many ways, aren't we? Physically, financially, relationally. You know, all of our churches were empty Sunday. Many people were streaming. Churches are doing the best they can to get you the Word of God. Support your church. Support your church. They're doing the best they can to help you. And you're oppressed, and they want to bring you the Word of God. Oppressed in all kinds of ways. He is a stronghold, I like this, in times of trouble. Oh yeah, these are troubled times, but we've got a stronghold. We've got a place of refuge. So number one, 
God invites you to himself during this time. Don't run from God. That's no good. Run to God. Okay? That's number one. Number two, there are benefits to having a personal knowledge of God. This is different from just going to church. We're talking about having a personal knowledge of who God is. What's knowledge? Knowledge is knowing. That's knowledge. Here's what the scriptures say. Next verse, verse 10, Psalm 9. Those who know your name will put their trust in you. Now, when the Bible talks about the name of someone, especially the name of God, it's talking about God's character, God's nature. That's what it's talking about. Those who know God's character will put their trust in him. See, when you know who God is and what he's like and the attributes of God, you're able more to trust him. And then the psalmist said, Oh, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those, here it comes, who seek you. Man, you know what the Bible's telling me today? Keep seeking God. Oh, it might be hard. You might not be in the mood. You might be aggravated, agitated, discouraged. I'm not seeking God. Why did I get in this place? I don't feel good. I don't know what the future holds. I'm not seeking God. Let me tell you something. If you knew him, you would seek him. People that get upset with God and they say, I don't like what's going on in my life because you don't know his character. You got to get to know him. The more you know him, the more you love him. The more you love him, the more you will trust him. And isn't that what life's about? Is it especially like, okay, the Christian life. Isn't it about trusting God? What good is Christianity if we don't have any trust in God? That's what it's all about. Christianity is a journey of knowing God so we can put our trust in Him. Because we will experience discouraging times. And in those discouraging times, we know where to look. We know where to rest. We know where to put our faith and our trust. It's in Him. So look at these two things that we looked at so far. God calls us to himself. A personal knowledge of him will bring us great blessing. And you know what? Through this, there will be a result. You know what that result is? I'll tell you. It's in the next verse. Verse 11. See, you've got three beautiful scriptures. Psalm 9, verse 9, verse 10, and verse 11. Here's verse 11. Here's the result of drawing close to God and putting your trust in Him because you know Him. Verse 11. You will sing praises to the Lord, those who dwell in Zion. You'll declare among the people His deeds. Up. Two good things are happening here. You know what they are? Number one, you're praising God. Number two, you're sharing God with others. You're showing God. You know the best way to witness to people? Well, at least one of the best ways, I guess. You know what God has done for me? You tell them what God has done for you. Oh, God held me up. Oh, God carried me through. 
God was my resource. I found refuge in God. I found rest in God. So we find ourselves singing praises. Oh yeah, worshiping the Lord. Have the circumstances changed? Not really. Nothing's changed. But you know what's happening? Our hearts are changing. We're not wasting a crisis. We're using it. We're using it to grow spiritually, to get closer to God, to get to know God in a more personal way. So we find ourselves, as verse 11 says, singing praises to Him and then declaring among the people His deeds, telling people, oh, who God is, what God has done, and what God can do. You know what I like about God? He never stops. He never stops doing. I do. I get tired. I go home, put my feet up. That's it. I'm done. I crash. God, he never crashes. Going, 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 going. He's always on the move. He's always doing. And you know why? Because there's so many of us that he needs to do for. He doesn't have time to stop. He doesn't have time to rest. There's too many of us. And he meets us all right where we are. You think about where we're going today. We're going to a place where we can find hope, where we can find encouragement, where we can find rest in our Creator. We need to remember sometimes God is our Creator. The Creator has made Himself, I like this part, responsible for His creation. He's done that. He's made Himself responsible because He created us. Like if you buy a new car, And now that car's yours. You're responsible for that car. You're responsible to maintain it. You're responsible to drive it safely. You're responsible to take care of it. Why? Because it's yours. You didn't make it, but you bought it, and now it's yours. Well, God, number one, created us, and then number two, he purchased us. It's like he's got a double responsibility. And you know what? That's okay. He lives in that responsibility, and he wants you to know, I'm there for you. I am there for you. That's what God wants you to know. So let's look at the fourth scripture of encouragement. We're going to see that great faith realizes great promises. Did you get that? Great faith realizes great promises. Psalm 34, verse 10. See, the Psalms, you know, they're songs, right? Imagine the songs. These people got to sing these songs back in the ancient days. I'll tell you what, how encouraging. Our songs today don't compare to what the Psalms would say. So in Psalm 34, verse 10, They who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Now you can take that for what it's worth. You can say, oh, I don't know about that. Or you can say, I believe in God. I believe in God. And that's why I said, great faith will realize great promises. I'm not a positive faith guy by any means. I'm not a name it and claim it guy. Believe me. But I believe in my heart, God honors faith. And I believe what David said when he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. We might struggle for a while. The Apostle Paul said, I know what it is to be hungry and full, to be warm and cold to have nice clothes and to have none. He's been through it all, but God never forsook him. And you know where he is today? With God. (laughs) He's with God. And you know where you're going to end up 
if you're a true believer with God, he will not forsake you. You will end up with him. Good to remember, isn't it? Good to think about. Okay, number five. God's love draws us and compels us. It draws us and it compels us. In Psalm chapter 26, verse 3, the psalmist wrote, For your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. See, he's recognized the love of God, and you know what that love caused him to do? Abide in his word. He walked in truth. You know, when you walk in truth, you're always going to have a better attitude. You know that? People with a positive attitude are compelled by the truth of the Word of God. But the negative people, you know why they're negative? They're void of truth. That's why. That's the only difference. They're not bad people. They're just void of truth. They, they, they walked out on truth because they weren't feeling happy or good or satisfied. See, here's the whole thing today. Don't let your walk with God be conditional. Don't, be, don't let it be based on what you've got going for you outwardly or what seems to be working against you outwardly. That's not your basis for your, for, for your relationship with God. The basis for your relationship with God is that He loved you, He loves you, and that He sent His Son to die for you. That He's already done the greatest thing. And if you accept that, He grants you eternal life and you become his child and he will have a special friendship with you, a special relationship. That's what it's about. So when you realize God's love and you really believe in it and you walk in it, truth is going to be the means by which you live your life. Truth, not a lie, not deception, not falsehood but truth. And you know, when we live in truth, (laughs) it never backfires. Truth does not backfire. It never does. Number six. You know what happens when you walk in truth and you realize the love of God? You choose good company. Good company. Psalm 26, verse 4. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor will I go with pretenders. Think about that. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor do I go with pretenders. Birds of a feather flock together. It's true. It's true. You become what you surround yourself with. So here's a guy. He says, no, man, I would rather have the love of God and I would rather walk in truth. So what am I going to do? What am I doing with those people? Why, why would I want to hang around with deceivers and people that are fake and phony and pretenders when I have such better company for my life? Other people that realize the love of God. And they want to walk in truth. 
That's why the, the, the virus crisis has kind of stifled us a little bit because, you know, when we go to church and we see our friends and we embrace, and it's, it's a nice support system. And that support system has been removed for a short time. But that's not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. You know that it'll be there when you come back. And maybe now's the time, okay, instead of embracing the people of God, I'm going to embrace God. You know, sometimes we can substitute the people of God for God. And we might lean on the people of God instead of leaning on God. We might run to the people of God instead of running to God. Don't substitute anything for God. There's there's no worthy substitute. So maybe during this whole virus crisis, it's the time that we draw closer. You know, we get busy. We get familiar. We can slip away. And it's times like these that bring us back. They bring us back to God, and we start to live in His promises. And then we realize, number seven, you take the high road. Don't take the low road. Take the high road. Psalm 26, verse 6. I shall wash my hands in innocence, and I will go about your altar, O Lord. You know, that's a beautiful scripture. It means that he's going to remain pure. The altar is the place of worship. God, I'm not going to worship you with dirty hands. I'm going to, wor- I'm going to worship you with clean hands. I'm not going to let this crisis change me. I'm not going to let it lower me. I'm going to take the high road. I'm still going to be noble. I'm still going to act like a child of God. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to act like a child of God. And you should. You know why? Because you are. If you are a child of God, act like one. That's what we need to do. And you know what happens when you act like a child of God? Here's number eight, getting to the end. You bring glory to God. You know why we're on the earth? To bring glory to God. That's why we're here. That's it. So why am I here? To bring glory to God. Psalm 26, verse 7. See, we don't have to go all over the place. One psalm, two psalms can hang, can hold all of these beautiful truths. Here's what he said. That I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. I like the first part. That I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving. That's giving glory to God. Yeah, but... My circumstances haven't changed. That's okay. God hasn't changed either. But I'm changing. I'm becoming more Christ-like through this virus crisis. I'm becoming more like Jesus. I'm drawing closer to God. He's my refuge. I'm walking in His light. I'm walking in His truth. I'm singing praises to His name. I'm offering Him thankfulness. I'm taking the high road. I'm living in innocence. I can share with other people what God has done for me. You see how it all works together? Oh, man, it's a beautiful puzzle with all the little pieces coming together. 
And sometimes you wonder, this is like a puzzle, isn't it? Like, what the heck's going on? It's like a puzzle. But when all the pieces come together, you get to see the picture. Are you getting to see the big picture yet? The Corona puzzle. Are you getting to see the picture? I'm giving you some of the pieces today. These are pieces for the puzzle. Look at how nice they fit together. And then the last scripture I have for you, when it's all said and done, you know what I think you might have? A renewed love for the church. A renewed love for the church. Hey, I'm still in Psalm 26, verse 8. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Now, back in the Old Testament, it was the temple. The Shekinah glory, the presence of God, was in the back of the temple. And we know today that the temple is gone. And if we make a contemporary application, it's just talking about the house of God. The place where we go to worship. I love the habitation of your house. You know, one time David said, I think it was Psalm 122, verse 1. He said, I was glad when they said, Let us go up to the house of the Lord. Like somebody said, hey, let's go to church. And David said, yeah, man, that's a great idea. Let's go to church. He loved it. And you know, being away from church like we are for a few weeks, it's going to instill in our hearts, oh man, I can't wait to go back. You know, there are probably people that were like, yeah, man, I go once a month or twice a month. I'm okay. But after not being able to go at all, Maybe God worked in their life and it's like, I can't wait to get back. I want to go every week now. I want to go every week. That's, that, that would be a great result of this lockdown. You know, the big lockdown, right? You can't go to church. Okay. What a great result. That when I can go to church, I can't wait. I want to go. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Because, you know, something goes on in church. People that don't understand church, they're just missing out. And I'm talking about Christians as well as non-Christians. Got a lot of lukewarm believers today, and they don't see church as a priority. And what's happening, they're robbing themselves of what they could get, and they're robbing everybody of what they could give, of who they are. Because everybody has something to offer the body of Christ. And don't deny the body of Christ. You, who you are, you're important. Every believer is important in the body of Christ. Every single one. Just like every brick is important in a building. You start taking out bricks, what's going to happen? Building's coming down. Every one of us is a member of Christ's body. You start removing members, you're losing fingers and toes and ears and eyes and, oh, it's an incomplete body that's going like nowhere, nowheresville. You become a nowhere man living in a nowhere land, making all your nowhere plans with nobody. I think I'll write a song. It's starting to come to me right now. <laughs> so you see, get to a point. When this thing is done, right, I would hope and pray it's in your heart what the psalm has said in Psalm 26 verse 8. I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. I hope you're like, oh, I can't wait to get back 
to church. I hope that's you. I know it's me. I mean, I'm here with an empty house preaching Sunday anyway. I got four people here, the sound man, the video guy, worship worshipers, and that's it. I can't wait. I miss my friends. I can't wait to see everybody back again. Just like we all can't wait to see each other back again. So let's really work on our spiritual hunger, our spiritual appetite. And these scriptures that I gave you today, nine scriptures, I think they can really make a difference in your life. They really can. And, you know, again, what are they? God invites us to himself during difficult times. There are wonderful benefits to having a personal knowledge of God. The result will be that you'll find yourself praising God, worshiping God. As your faith grows, you're going to realize the promises of God. Then his love begins to fill you, and his love also compels you, and you find yourself walking in his love, and then you find you want to be around the same kind of people because that's your support system. You want to be around good company. And because of that, you find yourself taking the high road, the path of innocence, because you want your worship to be real. And that'll bring glory to God. And that's why we're here, to bring glory to God. And then you'll find yourself, oh man, I am fired up now. I can't wait to get to church. I can't wait to hear my pastor. I can't wait to see the body of Christ. I can't wait to sing songs. You know, that's what we need to do. That's where we need to be. So I hope that this encouraged you and motivated you and live in good deeds and be sensitive to other people. I want to remind you too, tonight, our Wednesday night service will be on New Hope Christian Church Facebook at 7 o'clock. I'm going to do it live from my home, and we have a great Bible study tonight, 7 o'clock, New Hope Christian Church Facebook. You can just go there at 7 o'clock, and uh, we're going to do a nice live teaching, about 30 minutes, that's all, half hour Bible study, and I think you'll enjoy it, and uh, it's something to kind of get us away from the TV, and let's uh, spend some time around the Word of God, okay? I want to thank you for coming along today. Pray for the radio station, WARV. You know what? They go to work every day. They go to work every day, and they keep the Word of God going out into the airwaves, into your car, and your home, and wherever you are. So pray for them that they don't get sick. Pray for their health, because we need them. And uh, be available to your neighbors as well. Okay? So maybe you can join me tonight, 7 o'clock, Facebook, New Hope Christian Church. We can have a great time studying the Word of God. Because we love the Word of God, because we see all the wonderful things that it does for us. Okay? Have a great day. Be encouraged. And we'll be back tomorrow with more.